could have been patterned on a spider web, and the painting alone of the ceiling timbers had taken six Florentine workmen two years. Other artisans also had been hard at work on the castle, not that the project was anywhere near finished, but portions of the castle were livable. Carlos led the men to the back of the entrance hall, then down a flight of stairs to an elevator. The tech equipment can withstand a nuclear attack, he explained. We're five stories down in the dungeons. While the four men were descending underground, Rafe and Nicole were climbing a circular staircase, winding up the inner walls of the tower. In contrast to the original design built for defense, a railing had been installed for safety. Rafe held Nicole's hand as he guided her up the stairs, explaining the various restoration projects in detail, his obvious reverence for the historic structure gradually eliminating the last vestiges of Nicole's paranoia. By the time they reached the small landing at the top of the stairs, she was relatively satisfied no monsters lurked and acutely aware of the tower's antiquity. The sense of history and the weathered stones so vivid she could almost visualize the previous occupants who'd traveled these stairs. Do you ever think of all those who've lived here before? You must, she said, answering her own question. It's impossible not to. Turning the large key in the lock, Rafe pushed open the centuries-old iron-studded door and waved Nicole in. I don't believe in ghosts but you can feel the spirits in these old walls, in the worn stair treads, in this room that served as the last bastion against enemies. Seriously? She scanned the large, airy, elegant space. Here? Yeah. This was the final sanctuary from attack, the top floor, the ultimate defensive position. The stairway was deliberately narrow in order to thwart invaders. And this door. He wrapped his knuckles on the much-worn, four-inch-thick oak. Shows evidence of some hard-fought battles. He smiled. No sword marks on the inside, though. The castle survived intact until the Venetian palazzo was built in 1507. After that, the Conte's descendants allowed this to fall into decay. He spoke in an inconsequential tone, so she took her cue from him and answered as mildly. You must have had a decorator, she said, surveying the circular area, carpeted with layers of antique rugs, the walls hung with colorful tapestries, the furniture richly carved, gilded, and upholstered in sumptuous Venetian velvets. This is posh for a medieval interior. Not in this part of the world. Byzantium's trade with East was flourishing. Every luxury was available. The furniture is original, although most of the fabrics had to be replaced. Miraculously, the tapestries were transferred to the palazzo and escaped destruction. Legend has it, the original French conte had an eye for beauty and extravagance. And lush women, whom he'd housed in this, his tower harem. With Nicole's declared misgivings about the tower, Rafe chose not to mention that bit of history. Apparently, the Conte's freebooting life gave him the wherewithal to live in comfort. Take a look at the view, though, he added, changing the subject. It's the reason I had this room finished first.
Resting his shoulder against the door jam, Rafe watched Nicole cross the room to the windows overlooking the sea and briefly considered locking the door, shutting out the world with all its lethal consequences and indulging his sexual appetites as the original Kant had. It was only a fleeting thought. Those on Gans's trail were tenacious. They had to be. The price of failure was high. With a soft sigh, Rafe eased the door shut and resolved to forget the precarious future for the next 24 hours and simply gratify their wild, mad, soul-stirring desires until the clock ran out. Sharply aware of the limited time, Rafe followed Nicole to the new large windows he'd had installed, wrapped his arms around her, and drew her back against his hard body. God, you feel good he whispered, tightening his grip.